Brad and Court Talk Sci-Fi's Van Helsing, presented by PureFandom.com. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast, Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. How's that beautiful, desolate world out there, fellow Helsingers? It's doing pretty good. Um, so there's this interview thing you got coming up here, huh? Yes, I had a very, very interesting chat with uh, the newest cast member for Van Helsing. She is amazing. Oh, yes, so much so. Yeah, I wasn't able to make this interview because I was, you know, I got stuck killing vampires. It was a day. So one of those things, you know, they come up. Yeah. But you, yeah. you rocked it out of the park. Yeah, I took one for the team and like it it worked. It was great. Well, let's go. But ahead. you're invited back, Brad. Oh, Definitely. That's, okay, that's good. Uh, let's just go <laughs> ahead and jump into that then. Yeah, so uh, coming up next is Missy Peregrim. Missy Peregrim joined season two of Sci-Fi's Van Helsing with quite the pivotal role. Her previous credits include cop drama Rookie Blue, Reaper, Backcountry, Hawaii Five-O, and Motive, among other projects, the awesome gymnastics film Stick It. As we saw in tonight's November 9th Veritas Vincent episode, the badass ninja has been revealed, and it's none other than Scarlett Harker, a woman with a mysterious past who might help turn the tide against the vampires. Missy, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. And I just want to say that I'm a huge fan of your work, and I was so happy when uh, the casting news dropped. So finally, you were revealed, and I'm so happy. Thank you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to do this part. Um, for obvious reasons, I think anybody would be excited to to be a ninja for a little bit. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So can you talk to us a bit about how you became involved with the show? Yeah. Um so there was an offer that uh, they sent in, and so I read a few of the episodes. I think just the first two, um, and then I had a conversation with Neil uh, about Scarlet specifically and the storyline that she might be taking on. The thing with TV is that you're kind of always creating on the go as well. So as much as they have a general idea, some of those details can change and and be modified depending on where they take it, and so. Uh, that was always that's always the risk of of signing on but neil was so passionate about ben helsing and scarlet and where he was taking it and i just was sold after okay. that conversation okay. i was so excited to be a part of it oh no we're definitely excited to see more especially after this episode so what can you tell us about scarlet harker uh scarlet is basically the opposite of vanessa in the sense that she just did not have a traumatic experience necessarily with the vampires and the apocalypse happening. She was actually prepared for it. She was the weirdo before it happened uh, because, you know, there were rumors that I was training and fighting and, that, you know, my parents believed in this stuff and we just looked crazy um, until it actually happened. And then I really was one of the only people prepared for this. So for me, the last few years has been pretty simple and I've been in my element I think um, you're a vampire you're gonna die it's just it's pretty clean cut and I'm really good at what I do I'm kind of a lone wolf been traveling by myself and so things kind of obviously take a huge turn when I meet Vanessa and then get the information that we get together at the end of um, the sixth episode absolutely so is this the most physical role you've ever played no um, stick it was really hard. That was like, that was four months of training, eight hours a day. So that was really intense. But also I was 21. So hmm, it didn't, 
it hurt, but it was just a different thing now. <laughs> I realized like I it really did make a difference um, doing this. It was, it still was very physical. I think it just was the pacing of everything was so fast. And there were just always at least two or three fight scenes that I had to do in each episode. Yeah. And the choreography is you got to learn it really quick and you're basically learning it on set. I mean, we had a really great team and Mitra, who was my stunt double, was, she was incredible. Um, really kind of, she took me to the next level for sure, which I appreciated because I just didn't, there's no way <laughs> you show up on set and you're like, here's swords. And I'm like, thank you. I'm super comfortable. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they were very patient with me and, and training me as much as I wanted to before fighting. Uh, and I don't know, I guess I'm just kind of used to it. It's like, I love rules where it is physical and you get to learn something new. Um, not that I would have a sword now and feel amazing <laughs> or use it, but, um, but it was fun to do. It's just, you're going to be hurt. That's just a part of it. You're okay, always going to be hurt when you do stuff like that. Oh, for sure. For sure. So yeah, I was going to ask if you had a background in martial arts. So no, you just came on, you got the sword, got some training and you were just badass. That was it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just badass, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we've talked to a few of the cast members in season one. I know Trezo um, Muhammad is super into parkour, yeah. and he does a lot of his own stunts. So even though you you, you just got to go with the sword, uh, do you do a lot of your own stunts or kind of trade off? I try to. Yeah, okay. I try to do um, as much as I can. I just it's so much better. Um, for every part of it, for editing, for filming, not having to hide faces. And uh, it's also so much easier for characters to stay in it. You know, there's nothing worse than fight scene. And then it's like, okay, hey, get everybody in and then deliver your lines. You're like, you, you deliver your lines completely different when you're winded. Yeah. Um, you know, then <laughs> and look crazy, messy and sweaty. And so I just really like the experience of the whole thing. And uh so I try to as much as possible, but this was maybe one of the first times that, I mean, stick it, obviously I can't be like, I'll do it. <laughs> I could have <laughs> never done what those girls are doing, but I wished I could. Um, yeah. This is the first time that I recognize that there's just no way it was safe for me to do some of the stuff because when yeah. you're really tired and you go really fast, you, you really do need to let, you know, the people who are trained to do this do their work. And uh, it just keeps everybody safe. And the quality of the the show really goes up when you let them do that stuff. So I did humbly stand aside sometimes if I felt like I wasn't able to, if I thought it was going to be dangerous for either me or another person, um, yeah. I just let them do that. Yeah. Well, no, totally makes sense. And we don't know the difference. You know, it's movie magic, TV magic. So it still works. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you touched on this a little bit earlier. So we got a lot of great backstory for Missy in episode six with her parents training her and everything. Um, do you know if the show is going to delve into that even more? Sometimes we do get flashback episodes or flashbacks. Will there be a flashback of Scarlet for when there the vampire is. apocalypse started? There is. Oh, there oh is. my God. I was like, you really didn't know that? What a crazy question to ask without having no idea. Because oh. oh. there is an episode where it's me as a teenager basically um, explaining, just kind of visually showing actually some of the yeah. moments that I discussed earlier. And um, I haven't even seen it. I have no, <laughs> but, you know, I think that was uh, really, I love that they do that in this show as they go in yeah. the background of 
how these people um, have become where they are now. You know, it's really interesting with the people who you met as vampires first. Yeah. And then to oh, understand sure. where they turned is really fascinating. But um, yeah, so there's just some some backstory that you'll see. Oh, well, I can't remember which so episode. Happy. Like you made me so happy. I'm excited for that. And um, I completely agree because we were just talking about the work that Alex is doing this season because him from last season, Julius from last season and how he is this season, completely polar opposite. It's great. Yes. Yes. He's a funny dude, by the way. Yeah. He's, oh, for yeah. Sure. We had a lot of fun working together. Um, he's such a goofball. So <laughs> it was, I'm so happy that I got to work with them. Um, Really, I got a little bit of Axel as a vampire, but I just want to kill him. So yeah, please no don't kill Axel. Like, I know. Don't worry. Don't worry. I wasn't allowed. But um, <laughs> yeah, but it was so much fun to work with them um, in this world, you know, mm-hmm. of, of vampires. And uh, I really didn't watch all of season one. Mm-hmm. I got a gist of it because I find it really gross. I okay. couldn't handle the scenes. I just think the show's <laughs> disgusting, which is great. That's that's the entertainment part of it. I just can't. I just hate it. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> there, and there were things that we shot. For the most part, my character kind of sidestepped that stuff. And it, it wasn't over-the-top gross and gory mm-hmm. until a little bit later in the season. And it was that was the toughest part for me, was having to stay in that scene and not react the way I would want to in that scenario and just had to remember like who my character is and watch this disgusting thing happen. I was going to ask you how much of yourself do you infuse into your characters? Um, for the most part, uh, I would say a lot. I mean, a lot of the things I do is just go, okay, give me all the information and how, how would I react if this was the type of person I was and this is what I cared about, whatever it is. I feel almost like, um, like a computer where you just input all the data and then I'm just like, okay, here you go. This is what it'll look like. My version of it. Um, mm-hmm. This is a little bit different, obviously, because of the sci-fi element. Yeah. So it's not, I mean, it's relatable in the sense that, you know, I'm just a ninja and you can very easily transfer vampires as just, you know, a bad person in the world or as, you know what I mean? Like there's good and evil and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, there's, it's war, all this stuff. That's, that's relatable to a certain degree. But this other stuff is not, it's thick. It's like, it's not stuff that I'm used to. I don't read about it. I don't want to know about it. I would never be a part of this if it was real life. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm transported into another world where I'm like, what is it? What are we doing? Neil? Neil, that's disgusting. Why did you write that? Who made me a part of that? <laughs> no, I understand. I was just thinking, I love horror movies, but you would never get me to go into a haunted house, ever. Yeah, because you're actually threatened by that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right, so uh, I know some actors like to create an internal backstory, and I know you talked to Neil, and he kind of filled things out for you, and you guys worked things out between you, so... But in, mm-hmm. in between all of that, do you uh, create a backstory for your character? No, I mean, you know? usually the writers do have an idea of where you've come from. And if they don't, then you just kind of, I create that with them because I don't know where they're headed with the story. 
So uh, yes. I try not to make assumptions about that stuff, but I, I definitely, we definitely had conversations on set and if something else came up and I'd have questions, they were great about discussing that and developing it. But um, I would say, if anything, I just really wanted to, I wanted Scarlett to be a contrast to Vanessa mm-hmm. because we were sisters and uh, because I know what it's like to have sisters and you're wildly different. And while you can have um, a really unique loyalty and bond with each other because you're from the same family, you really do have such different aspects in your personality. And I was um, excited to to play that part, which was super easy to do to a certain degree because we weren't really raised together. Right. So that was right. kind of already written anyway. You know, she's going to behave a certain way because she's surviving where I'm not not really surviving. I mean, I am, but it's not as intense for me. So I'm right. able to be light in some scenarios where she's just, that's not how she operates in this world. And um, that was fun. And I, I hope that we can have more time to do that. Oh, no. Like, you were super funny in this episode. Like, you brought the lightness, whereas uh, Vanessa, after Dylan's death, has been very rage-filled and dark. So you're, you're bringing totally. the yin to her yang. So I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you. It was fun to do. It just seemed organic. If anything, I had to be careful not yeah. to take the piss out of everything because it, you can so easily do that. And that's what we were finding is even some of the jokes that were written. I was like, uh, when I say that, you can see the other person's face change in a way that's not really great for pushing the story forward. Like while the joke yeah. is funny, yeah, it, you, there's a really fine line between not taking the piss out of the threat that's happening right, right now. Like we've, we still got to move and we still have to take what's happening seriously. So, you know, you can't be joking all the time. I'm not a psychopath. You know, there has to be, <laughs> yeah. there has to be some emotion. There has to be some um, threat of loss or just some vulnerability, Yeah, I guess. So, so is that a cover for her, do you that. think? Is that a, part of like me? the jokes? Is the, uh, is the jokes like a part of a cover for her vulnerability? For her vulnerability? I can't speak. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, sure, to a certain degree, I think that it's a, it's definitely a defense mechanism, but also I've kind of been by myself for so long and I've already lost my family years ago and yeah. there's things that hurt me still, like talking about, you know, my mother and my father dying and, and these things, but it's not, um, I just haven't had to, it hasn't mattered I haven't right. really been called on anything because I've been doing everything by myself. So I think that it really throws her to find out the information that she does and right. that everything that she's believed to be true is not true. And then where do I belong? How do I belong? Who do I trust? All these things come in and kind of crack her veneer a little bit. And then obviously, you know, the vampire she just doesn't care about and wants to kill ends right. up becoming a great ally with her and, and um, for her. And so, you know, it's just, that was fun to play those shifts and to be like, okay, how would that be in all of this, you know? And it's, but it's tough again, like there's all this emotional stuff. You have these crazy things happening and you don't have time to talk about it because you're going to die. So (laughs) that's, I feel like that's a really um, tough line that the writers had to, had to straddle. Okay. So question for you, uh, in the apocalypse, any apocalypse, would you answer a ringing phone just out of nowhere? 
(laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think so. But then at the same time, I'm like, maybe, because what else can go wrong that's this bad? Really? So much. The world, no, the world is shit already. It's already gone to shit. So, like, the phone rings. Okay, that's a little bit crazy. It is creepy. But (laughs) my character did say no. Right. (laughs) She did say no. She was like, don't do that. So, Uh I mean, listen, we didn't answer that phone. (laughs) It wouldn't be interesting. And these are the threads you can't be pulling (laughs) because then there's no show. Like I'm down for it. That was actually my partner Brad's question, and he he sees all this stuff. He's always asking <laughs> these kinds of questions, and you have to say, Brad, just go with it. So hey, see, it's Brad, totally fair. I get it. I yeah. ask those same questions, but you're never gonna have the answer that you want because if you because that's what TV is for, and so you just have to like kind of go like, okay, great, I get it. Cool, cool. The, the scenario has to happen. Yep. So then you just yeah. sell it as authentically as you can. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now all season we've seen Scarlet following Vanessa. Does she have that same internal GPS thing that Doc and the other former vampires seem to have when it comes to tracking down Vanessa, or that's a sister thing? Um, I think that she's just, I think she's just skillful because oh, of her she's training. That good. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. All right, and you, you said we will be getting a flashback, so we'll be finding out more about where she's been for the past few years. No, maybe no. No, it's more how this started and what how this world began for her, which would be the beginning of the apocalypse. Okay, now uh, that works for me because the last season that's what we got to in the second episode. We got the the fall, which is perfect. Right, down for it. All right. Um, So the material is pretty creepy. Do you generally get spooked when working on shows that deal in the supernatural? I know you don't like the gross, but like horror stuff, do you get spooked? I hate them. Um, I always said that I would never work on them. And the reason why is because I, while I don't know exactly what I believe, like about spirits and the spiritual world, there's a part of me that definitely believes that there's a lot I don't understand. So I would never say definitively yes this exists and no this doesn't you just you get older and you hear stories and then you have experiences that you can't explain and so then you know I think that's the part that's intimidating to me and so when it comes to the exorcist there's no way I'm watching that movie because that could happen to me (laughs) I don't want that to happen I don't understand it I hate it it makes me so mad and upset at things like that like I remember, what was it, like, Unsolved Mysteries when I was a kid? Scared Uh me so bad, and I still remember this episode where there was this, like, spirit in the house, and it started banging all the pots and pans. And I can't tell you how how many times I've been living by myself and was like, oh, my God, what if my pots start banging around? What am I going to do? Like, there's just visuals that I will always have because of things that I've seen that I really try not to fill my head with more of those things. Yeah. I can't do that. And with other horror movies, I'm actually pissed off at them because they ruin really beautiful things in life. They basically take, I've been doing this forever, but sorry, one second. Um, it's like the shower scene. I actually love showers and baths. How many times have I been scared that someone has walked into the bathroom? That's 
messed up that that's what I'm thinking about. And a great thing. Or you go camping, and now I'm scared to go camping because oh. there was a bear attack. Or you go, they just take these horrific, horrible uh-huh. scenarios and put them in the greatest places. And yeah. I just can't afford, I can't afford it because there's already too much shit going on that is already sad and scary that I don't want to take the things that are really wonderful and smash them. Amen to that. I appreciate that answer. (laughs) 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 All right. We're almost there in a time when everything fired up right now, by the way, I'm like, I am with you. Like I want to have a whole, (laughs) I want to have a whole conversation about the exorcist and how I refuse to watch that by myself. And I refuse to go camping. So And don't get me started on the ocean and dogs, right. but okay. Oh, see, yeah, <laughs> where you go underneath the water in a pool and you picture a shark in front of you. That's insane. Exactly. That's what exactly. Jaws did. Like, that's not yeah. possible, but you still see it. But I'm, yes, I'm with totally. you. I'm with Can you. I tell you one fear that I have, and it's the weirdest thing? Mm-hmm. It's going to mess you up, maybe. Okay. But there's this part where, like, when I'm spooked or something, or if I'm, like, in a new place or whatever, I'll go to wash my face. And as my eyes are closed and I'm like rinsing it, I think, what if someone just came and smashed my face down into the faucet? Oh my God. Like <laughs> you're so vulnerable in that moment. Missy, lock the door. <laughs> I do lock the door. <laughs> but in all the crazy scenarios, the door yeah. is locked already. Okay. I don't know how it, they got in. Yeah. That's no, not see, explained, but, but it, you know, that, that's me with the shower. Like when I'm washing my face and got soap in my face, all of a sudden, some anybody, anything could happen. So I'm with you again. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you're vulnerable, I'm like, perfect time. Anybody murderer yeah. out there? Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, in a time when everything merits a reboot, what would be the show or movie that you would love to star in, and what character would you play? Oh, 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 man. Okay trying to think of you know what movie i loved so much was cool runnings back in the day that was one of my favorite movies um so if i could be part of that team i would be pumped um now i want to see a cool runnings reboot thank you right wouldn't that be great yeah i actually met one of those guys who was i met the oh no i can't remember his name he was the one who was you are badass mother who don't Um, don't from nobody what? Dougie Fresh? Seriously? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. No, 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 no. That's not nerd. him. He was the nerd in the movie who was like, kept getting picked on by his dad. And then he had to look in the mirror and he had to say the mantra of his power. <laughs> I just sound like an idiot right now. Because I can't. And I'm self-conscious because I tried to do it in the accent and I can't, I can't do it. And I'm just embarrassed right now. But power, I don't know. The fact that you don't know what I'm talking about is making it even worse. No, I know exactly who you're talking about. Is it Junior? <laughs> Look, I looked it up. We have Senka, who's Doggy Dog. looking in the mirror. Raul D. Lewis, I think. Junior Bevel. Because you had Malik Yoba, Doggy Dog. And, like, I think it may have been Raul D. Lewis. You're going to make me watch this movie again just to double check to see if this is him. (laughs) Which is good because I love this movie. So I appreciate it. It's fine. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So cool runnings. I like that. Yeah. All right. And (laughs) one question. another one? Okay. (laughs) All right. And one question we usually ask any actors from Van Helsing. um, Just going from something that happened in the first episode with Axel. So if you could pack one item to take with you in case of apocalypse, what would it be? 
God. Um, I would take. <laughs> I would take a poison pill. <laughs> if I was about to go through something horrific, I'd be like, suck a. <laughs> And then <laughs> I just check out night night <laughs> and go quietly into that dark night. I get it. I got exactly. you. <laughs> I have to suffer. Is that morbid or smart? I don't know. Hey, it's it's the apocalypse. It is. It is the apocalypse. So, yeah, that <laughs> I'm surprised at my own answer. Usually, I'm more of a fighter than that. <laughs> I guess not. Well, you didn't say when you take it. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay, so it was great having you. Where can people find you on social media? Oh, God. Uh, I mean, I'm really terrible at social media. And I, M. Peregrine is my Twitter, but I really, I'm not really involved. It's so really you're not going to be live tweeting? I mean, if they ask me to. Yes. Okay. Okay, fine. Okay. All right. That's your question. Yes. Okay. If they, if I do, it'll be at M. Peregrine. Okay. Thanks for keeping me professional. Oh, no, no. Hey, it's, it's fine. <laughs> I've had, this has been the funnest recording I have done in a long time. So I appreciate you so much. Yeah, it was great. Okay. All right. And I'm going to close this out. All right. So uh, thanks again for joining me. I had a ball talking to you today and I would love to have you back at some point in time. Um, like if I can contact you guys just to talk about the show and your role as we get further into the season, that would be awesome. That'd be great. It was a lot of fun. You've really put me in a state right now after all this conversation. <laughs> oh, Hey, it's good. No, but go, go make sure everything's locked. Make sure all the lights yeah, exactly. are on. <laughs> go and it's okay. Go, go watch on. something happy and comedy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. All right. Thank you. You have a good day. Okay. <laughs> you too. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right, that was an awesome interview you did. I loved it. It was it was great. Like, how cool is she? Uh, does not want to go into a scary set of, you know, lock the doors. Lock all the doors. <laughs> yes, when you're in a hotel room or at home, just just lock the door when you're in the bathroom just because. Like, it, you don't want anybody popping up while you're washing your face or anything like that. It was probably good that I wasn't there because, you know, when you're talking about how did these people get in the room, that's because they were already in the room. Yeah, Brad, you would have already uh, scared us even more. So that would have been bad. <laughs> All you had to do is watch those shows where, you know, the people were living in the attics and stuff like that. There, there oh, you go. yeah, and they come out of the walls. I've seen a couple of movies like that. That actually does freak me out a lot. Right, yeah. No, great stuff, though. Great hearing about, you know, everything she's doing on it. I'm loving the fact that we had that bombshell come out. I'm like, oh, my God, oh. a sister. Oh my God! Like that's wild. I can't wait to talk about that more. Yeah. That's good. That's going to be a crazy um, connection, and that brings out the whole Dylan thing. We understand now she has a new connection to somebody. She has actual family out there in the world. So. Right. Which is, you know, it's understandable how they rolled with that with Dylan. And you, yeah. now that you now that you know that she's here, you can see how that played out perfectly. Because if she still had Dylan, it would be you know different. Right. And then Scarlet would probably try to kill Dylan. Right. <laughs> She's trying to kill Axel, trying to kill everybody. Just kill them all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and for those who are wondering or who Googled the, the thing themselves, uh, the scene between the scene on Cool Runnings that Missy was talking about was between Junior and um, 
Malik Yoba's character, Yul Brynner. And it's he's Yul Brynner says, look in the mirror and tell me what you see. Junior Bevel says, I see Junior. Yul Brynner says, you see Junior. Well, let me tell you what I see. I see pride. I see power. I see a badass mother who don't take nothing from nobody. Um, so just imagine Missy like saying that in the mirror and like she is just that awesome. Definitely. Yeah, I have to go back. And, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Oh, me either. Like, I, actually, after we finished talking, I had to go look it up and w- watch it again. It was really good. I think it's on Stars. Actually, here, if you want to see that scene that they're talking about, literally, if you Google Cool Runnings, it'll show up in like the videos. It looks like the first one. Uh, yes, because everybody goes looking for that one. So and I posted it in the um, the fan group, or I will after this episode airs. All I don't want to spoil anything. All right. Very cool. Uh, well, if you're not there already, head on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can check out some of our older podcasts as well for, you know, uh, 12 Monkeys, Winona Earp, uh, No End House, all that good stuff that we talked about and The Magicians. And The Magicians, right. which is coming back very soon. I'm excited for that. Yep. And there are also a lot of awesome writers over there putting out some amazing work. Yes. And after you give this a listen, if you haven't listened to our recap for episode six, uh, Various has Vincent yet, just uh, go ahead and go listen to that. Or if you've been there already, how awesome, right? Very cool. Come drop us a line in the Facebook group. Yes, definitely. All right. Well, until next time. Oh, until next time, go in the mirror and just go say, I see pride. I see power. I see a badass mother who doesn't take any crap from anybody. You be that person. Be like Missy. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.